Welcome to From Ashes to Beauty with John Ortberg. Each day, Monday through Friday, you'll find 10 minutes of relevant spiritual guidance on the kind of people we are becoming. Follow us on YouTube at becomenew.me or receive daily text alerts when a new episode is published by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525. Invite a friend to listen along by sharing this podcast or sharing the link becomenew.me. We're glad you're here. And now, here's John. We're on the road from ashes to beauty, to God, to life, to Easter. I'm so glad you're on it. And we've been learning at the beginning these three great truths. I can't. God can. I think I will let him. I will decide to surrender my life, my will, into his care. Now, here's the truth about you and me. Your little will was made to surrender to God. It's great to have a will, easily depleted. The guru of willpower research, a guy named Ray Bamasya, writes about uh, the activities that require willpower, making decisions. That's why when you read through a long menu, it's just exhausting. Sometimes picking out a TV show. Um, Resisting temptation, that requires willpower. Being creative, enduring in a difficult task, persisting. Impression management, you go on a first date with somebody or a job interview, and uh, often you find yourself quite drained afterwards without knowing why. Well, it's depleted your little will. There is one thing the will can do that does not drain it. Baumeister doesn't talk about this. Jesus does. And that is to surrender. It's amazing you go through the Gospels. How often Jesus says, I came to do the will of the one who sent me. Your will was made to surrender to God. If you don't believe that, run a little experiment. For the rest of the day, just surrender to God all day long. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. And then tomorrow, go on a 12-hour long job interview and see which day refreshes you the most. We make the decision to surrender our wills. And we're going to do that today. I'm going to invite you to be a part of that with me. I want to go on a little journey with Jesus as we get ready to do that. That has been very meaningful to me for the last month or so. It came at a time when I really needed it. Because Jesus does this. Jesus is our teacher. Jesus does it with us. We're not able to do it ourselves. Our wills resist too much. So he became one of us. Goes through life on earth. Things are looking real good at this moment. He has raised Lazarus from the dead. That's amazing. Had the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Everybody wants to make him king. And then what looks like a throwaway moment, we're told some Greeks come to Philip and say, we want to see Jesus. And Philip goes to Andrew and says, Greeks want to see Jesus. And they both go to Jesus and say, hey, some Greeks want to see you. And Jesus' response is striking. He says, the hour has come for the Son of Man, him to be glorified. Now, that's a big theme, the idea of the hour coming. All through John, it keeps saying, it's not his hour. His mom, Mary, wants him to do something about when they run out of wine at a wedding. And he says, woman, my hour's not yet come. Chapter 7, chapter 8, people want him. Crowds try to seize him. His hour has not yet come. And now, everything going great. And then, even better news, the Greeks want him. That means he's a crossover star, not just little Israel anymore. The movement, maybe they want him to go speak in Athens or Rome. You're going to go viral. Only then everything gets real strange. And instead of viral, it kind of goes dark. And he starts talking about how grain of wheat's got to fall on the ground and die. And then it'll bear fruit. And if you try to cling to your life, you try to cling to your kingdom, try to cling to your will, have everything the way that you want it, you're going to lose. Ashes. 
But if you're willing to die to that, if you're willing to surrender your will, make your life about something greater, other, beyond yourself, then you got life. Now the hour has come. Very striking phrase, very moving to me. Jesus was not in charge of when his hour would come. He didn't get to choose that. He was surrendered. And it struck me because I thought of my own life when I was reading this story, an hour had come that was very difficult. Will I meet it? The hour comes to you in our world. And it ought to teach us that we're not in control. COVID comes just about a year ago. In fact, exactly a year ago, World Health Organization was saying COVID was not yet a global pandemic. January 6th comes and our capital is being violated as a nation. Do we have what it takes to respond when that moment comes? It comes to people who we all would think power and wealth would insulate from it. This week, our nation kind of held its breath when Tiger Woods, an amazing golfer, amazing charisma, and this horrible car accident. Let's, let's pray for recovery there. I think about that moment coming in my life in November and a moment coming in February and a moment coming in June and a moment coming. And the hour has come. Can I meet this hour? Can I meet its challenge? And then Jesus, this amazing statement, now my soul is troubled. You know, in the ancient world, the Greeks, Epicurus, for example, believed in the gods, but they were distant and they had nothing to do with people because people mess you up and the gods wanted to be tranquil. The gods were serene, so they did not intervene into human affairs. Not Jesus. My soul is troubled. Loaded word. It meant to be frightened or to be terrified or to be deeply disturbed when water got all churned up. Not calm, not clear, not placid, not tranquil. That's his soul. It's the word that he would use to the disciples in John 14, just a little bit from this moment when he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. But now he's, my soul is troubled. That had to be confusing for them. And then this great, amazing question, what shall I say? What shall I say? Now, he's not asking what sentence should he form next. What will I choose? When uh, circumstances around me are crushing me, waiting to destroy me, there is one great freedom left available to me. What posture will I take? What will my attitude be? What will my direction be? I am not a pawn. I am not a victim of circumstances. Whatever it is that they will do to me, try to trust me, uh, crush me on the cross, uh, I still have this one great choice left. And that's true for you. And that's true for me. What shall I say? And then he poses one alternative. Father, save me from this hour. I don't want to do this. And we have no idea for him, as we really never do for anybody, what the cost would be of this hour, of this moment. I don't want to go through it. I don't want to pay this price. I don't want to experience this pain. He names that, but then he reflects and says, no, it is for this hour I have come. This hour requires my presence. Father, glorify your name. Your will be done. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, Father. I surrender. May your goodness become available through me, even through the pain and the obedience that I offer to you so that the world can be a better place. Your will be done. 
How did he know? You know, if he would have said, nope, save me from this hour. I want to be the little king of little Israel and lead a safe, little respectable life. I don't know. I guess he could have done that and that would have been the end of it. But because he surrendered. See, when you step, when you surrender, you step into another reality of goodness and power that you cannot imagine. The will was made to surrender to God. So I want to invite you now to join with me. Let's surrender. If you're ready to do that, if you can do that sincerely, let's do that right now. You might want to close your eyes, take a deep breath. Let go of all the resistance, all the tension, all of the trouble in your body. Just let it go. Father, now, I surrender my will and my life to you. I surrender my circumstances, my attachment to what it is that I want so badly for this person, for my children, for whatever it is. I just let that go. I surrender all that I have. My house, if I have one. My car, if I have one. My bank account, if I have one. My clothes. Best I can, God, I surrender them to you. I surrender my future to you. I surrender my work to you. I surrender my body to you. May my eyes see what you want them to look at. May my mouth speak the words you want it to say. May my hands do the works of your will. May my feet go where you want them to go. God, I need your help for this. I cannot even do this on my own, but as best as I can, I make the decision now to surrender, to place my life and my will in your care, in your hands. Thank you for helping me with this. I pray this in Jesus' name.